This is Diary of a Wimpy Kid Wrecking Ball, book number 14 in the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series, written and illustrated by Jeff Kinney, read with permission of Amulet Books. Sunday. I've read that in ancient times. They used to bury kings and pharaohs with all their possessions. Back then, I guess, they thought you could take the earthings with you into the afterlife. Well, if I get buried with all my junk, I might really regret it later on. Mom's having me do some spring cleaning to get rid of the things I don't need. Well, that seemed like a good idea until I realized just how much stuff I've actually got. I spent the whole morning going through my closet, and it's crazy how much was packed in there. And it's not like it was organized or anything. I've basically been throwing things in my closet since we first moved in. Digging through my closet was like going through my childhood, and the farther back I went, the further back in time it took me. The stuff near the front of the closet was all junk I tossed in there over the past year, like homework assignments and comic books. But after I got those things out of the way, I started finding stuff I forgot about. I found a model rocket I got for my 10th birthday, and a costume I wore for Halloween a few years ago. And there was a bunch of other things I didn't even know I still had. When I dug a little deeper, I found something I thought I'd lost years ago. It was a binder full of stickers I collected in the third grade. I used to be obsessed with stickers, especially the scratch and sniff kind. I collected all the good smells like bubble gum and cotton candy and that sort of thing, but I had all the really gross ones too. So when a kid on my street wanted to know what giraffe poop or rotten meatloaf smelled like, they'd come to me. One of these days, I'm going to write my autobiography. And it's going to include scratch and sniff stickers to mark all the different moments in my life. I kept digging through my closet and found stuff from kindergarten, like a fish I made by tracing my hand on a piece of construction paper. I used to love doing arts and crafts back then, and if anyone ever tried to bully me about it, they'd get a face full of glitter. Another project I found in my closet was a gift I made for my mom in preschool but never gave to her. It was a paper flower with a picture of my face in the middle glued to a popsicle stick. When I made the thing, I put it in a little clay pot filled with dirt, but I tripped on the front step when I got home from school that day, and that's why I never gave it to her. I was glad when I finally reached the back of my closet, but to be honest, I was a little disappointed too. When I was younger, I read this book about these kids who could visit a whole different world by going through their closet, and I always wondered if I might be able to do the same thing with mine. But I thought that whoever lived on the other side might not be too happy with me for tossing all my junk in there over the years. When I told Mom I was done emptying my closet today, she said I needed to put everything into three piles, one to keep, one to donate, and one to throw away. But I figured if I had to let go of any of my junk, I might as well make some money off of it, so I decided to have a yard sale. Mom thought that was a great idea, so she gave me a magazine that had all sorts of tips for how to do it right. All the ideas in the magazine were corny and old-fashioned, though. There was one section on how to create a sign to get people to come to your yard sale, and all the examples they showed were really boring. I knew that if I wanted people to actually show up at my yard sale, I needed to do something a little more eye-catching, so I whipped up a sign I knew would do the trick. 
I made a few copies of my sign and headed out to post them around the neighborhood, but Mom stopped me before I got out the front door. Mom made me make signs that were more like the ones in the magazine, and after I was finished, I stapled them to some telephone poles on our street. Then I hauled everything down from my bedroom and started setting it all out on some plastic tables. Each table had its own category, like clothes and books and that kind of thing, but some stuff wasn't easy to categorize, so I had to get creative. I had a bunch of gifts from my grandparents and older relatives that I've never even touched, so I put all, the, all those things together on one table. I also had a bunch of birthday cards that were still in pretty good shape, so I used some whiteout to cover my name and set them out on their own table. All I, ha I put all my broken toys on another table and hoped some little kids who couldn't read would come to the yard sale. I stuffed all my random items like marbles and a few pencil stubs into some tube socks and thumbtacked them to the table. I also created a table full of things for people who had money to burn. I put all my old arts and crafts projects on their own table just in case some kids needed a gift for their parents but didn't want to put in the time. While I was finishing up, Mom came outside to check out my yard sale, and she seemed pretty impressed. But she said I should hold on to the things I made myself, since that stuff is really special. I told Mom if she wanted something, she could always buy it herself. So she offered me $3 for that paper flower I made her in preschool. Mom seemed pretty eager to have that thing, and I could tell it was worth more than 3 bucks to her, so I told Mom it was all hers for 10 I guess I pushed my luck, though, because she went back inside without buying anything. While I waited for customers to show up, I started getting a little nervous. I realized all my stuff was just lying out in the open, and I had no way to stop people from stealing it. So I called my best friend, Raleigh Jefferson, and asked him to come down and be my theft prevention officer. But Raleigh said he was supposed to do something with his dad that afternoon, so he couldn't help me with the yard sale. I told him I'd promote him to theft prevention manager, and he'd even get to wear a badge. Luckily, that did the trick. As soon as Rowley got to my house, he started asking about the, that badge. All I could find was my old firefighter costume, but that seemed to make him feel important. Rowley asked what he was supposed to do as the theft prevention manager, and I said mostly he needed to walk around and crack his knuckles to make sure nobody got any funny ideas. But Rowley wasn't paying any attention to my instructions, because he was distracted by a table that had a bunch of birthday gifts he had gotten me over the years. I'm pretty sure Rowley's mom picks out my presents, since they're always things that help you learn, and they're still in mint condition because I haven't actually opened any of them. I don't know what made Rowley matter, the fact that I was selling this stuff or the sign I put on the table. Rowley said I couldn't sell those things because they were gifts. I told him they were mine, so I could do whatever I wanted with them. And then we got into a big tug-of-war over the magnet fun set. That's when our first customers started to arrive. I told Rally we could argue about this later, but for now, we needed to act like professionals. At first, just a few people showed up, but after a while, a lot more came. And when they started checking out my stuff, I went into sales mode. One lady seemed interested in a collector's coin I got from my uncle, but she complained that it was dented. So I thought fast and told her the reason it was dented was because it stopped a bullet in World War II. She didn't seem to believe me, though, probably because the coin was dated from last year. I spent a lot of time trying 
to close that deal, and I started worrying that people were stealing behind my back. Unfortunately, my theft prevention manager was totally useless because he was busy playing with the magnet set. I told Rowley he'd better get started doing his job or he was going to get fired. But Rowley said it wasn't a real job anyway because he wasn't getting paid. I explained that I hadn't sold anything yet and didn't have any money to pay him with. So when he said he was leaving, I told him he could pick out one item from any table and that could be his payment. Rowley seemed pretty excited about that idea, and I thought for sure he'd choose the magnet set, but he headed straight for the rare items table instead. I explained that those things were for paying customers only, and that maybe he'd be interested in something from the fun toys table, but Rowley wouldn't budge. Eventually, he settled on the vampire bat shield, and I was okay with that because it was really just a broken umbrella, but now Rowley was so worried about bats that he couldn't concentrate on his job. While Rowley was fooling around with his stupid umbrella, I thought I saw a guy take an action figure from the collectibles table and stuff it in his pocket, so I ran over to deal with him. But the only things in the guy's pockets were some used tissues and car keys. I was glad I was staying alert, though, because I headed off a major disaster. <clears throat> a pickup truck pulled up alongside the curb, and some guy from Worley Street started piling my stuff into the back. I asked him what he was doing, and he said since tomorrow was trash day, he thought he'd, he thought the stuff by the curb was up for grabs. But I didn't have time to explain the concept of a yard sale to this guy because all of a sudden I had an even bigger problem to deal with. It started to rain, and everyone was heading back to their cars. I was worried I might never get this many people to come to a yard sale again, and I wanted to sell something to make all the effort worth it. So I went around and marked down the prices on every item. Then it started really raining, and I knew I was going to have to do something drastic. I threw a bunch of stuff into boxes and offered even bigger discounts, but by then it was too late anyway. I knew that if I didn't get my stuff inside, it was all going to get ruined. So I asked Rowley to keep his umbrella over my most valuable items while I ran everything else into the garage. But Rowley wasn't any help at all. He said his shift had just ended, and it was time for him to go home. So I was on my own. I tried carrying a box of comic books into the garage, but by now the box was soggy and the bottom gave out. It took me about a hundred trips to get everything into the garage, but I probably shouldn't have even bothered, because most of my stuff was ruined. I figured I could still make one sale, though. I told Mom that paper flour was all hers for three bucks. Unfortunately, by then, she had changed her mind.